Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series, the Mark Geyer Story, Part 2. Enjoy. Yeah, Newcastle, very similar. I think Newcastle's 97 grand final, I relate a lot to here. Both satellite cities, both rugby league mad and, and celebrated, the town celebrated for weeks and weeks and weeks. Let's rewind a few months, May 29 of that year, and the most famous of Origin games. He's had some marginal rulings to make. David Manson, I don't think too many could argue with them. There's the siren. The end of the first half. And a bit of a punch-up. Players coming in from all over now. And still going. I think Mark Guy was in the middle of it at the start. So this is what happened. It was Steve Walters, and Guy went in with a a banging left arm, then came down with what appeared an elbow. Andrew G resented it. Guy and G got into it. And then O'Connor and Lewis, they went on with their private warfare. So we go back to the magistrate. Oh, Guy and Lewis, they're mouthing off at each other. Over the top of David Manson's head. Benny Elias standing there like, like David. Big Mark Guy towering over him. Manson's not impressed. Lewis again says something to Guy. They push and shout. Oh boy. What a spiteful ending. To the first 40 minutes, Manson shoulders Lewis away. Take up the story, MJ. Oh, man. Who would have, as I said earlier, who would have thought that 1980 when I was 12 that that guy out there in the number, what was he, number eight? Because he was lock, I think. Yeah. Back in the old days, number eight was lock. That's right. Um, that I'd be tussling with the best player to play the game. And um, I, rem- I remember in the first game I got picked in 91, we oh, – I had a, another quiet game. They beat us, I think, 4-2. It was a very low-scoring game. Yep. And I, I – Got tapped on the shoulder because I didn't think I'd make second game. When, I, when they read the team out and I got nominated to, to play, a couple of um, selectors pulled me aside and said, mate, come on. You know, this is – you pick for one reason. That's for your aggression. You, we want you to scare the shit out of these boys, but you're playing like a – you know, what's going on? Yep. I said, well, I've got suspensions. I'll just come back from a suspension. 
Um, Penrith have threatened to start, you know, fining me now because I get suspended so much. Yep. I, I, that's probably why I played with it, within my inhibitions. Yeah. And they said to me very bluntly, mate, when's the last time someone got sent off in origin? Or when was the last time someone got Simbin in origin? And up until that point, no one had. Yeah. I said, so what do you mean? They go, mate, do what you fucking want. Yep. Because there's no, rem- there's no ramifications. I said, you sure? Are you, are you honestly sure? They said, what would we say this to you if, if it wasn't? Yep. So I've woken up on the day of the game. It's pissing down rain. I usually hated playing in rain because it just not, it nullified everything. They brought the little nuggety five foot ten front rowers into the game a yep. lot more than us six foot five back rowers with, who liked space. But this time I just I, I kind of got up with a big spring in my step, knowing that whatever I do on this footy field tonight, I'm, nothing's going to come back and bite me on the ass. Mm. First half, I've hit a couple of people late, you know, not, nothing, nothing too illegal. And then right on half time, Steve Waters ran the ball and he'd he done like a voluntary tackle right in front of me. Yeah. So the siren went, I went bang, rabbit chop to the back of the head, as you do. Yeah. And that was it. I, I, I saw out of the corner of my eye this figure running with the most angry face that I've ever seen on the footy field at me. And it was Wally Lewis. Saying, fucking guy, you lunatic, you should be sent off, all this. I'm going, fucking, Wally Lewis knows who I am. <laughs> he knows my name. He's, he pronounced it right and everything. He didn't get it wrong. He, guy, this guy, that. And I'm going, wow. The late, great Peter Jackson, one of my blood. And, and then out of the corner of my eye, I saw Stevie Waters and Benny Elias just into it. Yep. Ian Roberts, good luck with that one. Trying to yes. take it. He was up to it in his, you know, bootstraps. And, um, then they call out me, Dave Manson called out me and Benny Elias and, and the captain of their team, which was Wally Lewis. Um, basically, Dave Manson saying to me, Benny, calm him down, you know, that, get it out of your system at halftime yep. and let's get on with the game. And while this is saying, Wally's looking at me really intensely, he's like going, fuck you, fucking uh, growling at me. Benny's looking at me saying, Benny's looking at Dave Manson saying, yes, Dave, yes, and looking away going, MG, fucking hit him. Hit him, hit him. I'm going, what the hell? <laughs> I'm wondering, I, I shit myself. Yeah. I, I, here's Wally. I'm thinking, Wally's going he's gonna to throw a punch. He was that yep. angry, he's going to throw a punch. So I'm, I'm, I'm clinching my hand, getting ready, getting the, uh, the, the southpaw ready. The big southpaw. So, and all of a sudden, I'm an inch away from his face. I don't know how I got to that. I don't know how we got to that embrace or that. But. I'm saying stuff to him. I don't, know, I don't know what I said. He's saying stuff to me. I, I, I don't remember what he said, but yep. we're both very angry. And then as I'm running off, he, I looked around. He said, well, come on then. What are, you, what are you waiting for? So I walked back towards him and he just pushed me. I went, oh, fuck, I should have hit him. I should have hit him. And at the time, I, I still thought that for, for a good couple of years. I, I thought I should have hit him because, I, 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 fuck, I could have got away with it. Yeah. And I don't think he would have beat me. But... Who knows? But, yep. uh, you know, he's, he was a tough bugger for, for a 5'8". Yeah. Um, and not many people messed with him. So I, I had that in the back of my mind as well. So, you know, a bit of trepidation. But now I look back on it as a 54-year-old bloke who has done it all. And I think, well, if, 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 I'd, if we'd punched on, it would have been just another moment in origin. Yep. I, I don't think – I think the mystique about it, what I'm, how I'm thinking about it. 100%. How, how Wally thinks about what would have happened, would, would he have – could I have had a chance with this kid? Yeah. I, I just think that that's the most volatile thing that happened in Origin because there was, and there wasn't a punch thrown. Mm. You know, and a lot of people think I played like 
20 Origins because of it. Yep. I played three. Yeah. I played three Origins. And the, funny, the irony of this, AJ, was that Wally Lewis was captain coach of the, the Gold Coast at the time. Yep. My first game back from – oh, sorry, rewind. So we're, we, we won on the bill. Mark McGaw, Ricky Stewart threw a long ball. I, think, I thought it was going to me. I'm going, I'm going to score the winning try. Yeah. But it went over my head, went to Mark McGaw, dived in the corner. So scores are locked, 12 all. That's right. Mick O'Connor's got the, this heavy leather ball yep. from five metres in from the sideline on his bad side yep. in driving rain. It's the best goal kick I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. Ever. Yeah. Uh, Hazard Mazuri's won against the Knights, come straight to mine as well. Yeah. But this was the best goal kick I've ever seen in my life, and it had to be. Yeah. And you watch the replay, it, just, it started out like a beautiful golf shot and come straight around. And went through the posts. And never looked like missing. Never looked like ever. missing. Yeah. And we're back at halfway going. There's three minutes to go on the clock. And they yep. almost scored again, the buggers. Um, but, yeah, um, after the game, I'm, I'm you know, walking around. Me and Benny Elias cracked a beer. And I sat down just to think about what, hap- what just happened. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, figure out, did that really just happen? Me and Wally Lewis, what, did, what the fuck was that? Yeah. So I'm sitting there with Dad having a beer. And all of a sudden – the media are allowed in the dressing room and they've all come towards me. I would say with no word of a lie, 50 media outlets have all come towards me, cameras, wow. reporters. Yep. And I looked at Dad and I think I said, Dad, I think I might have got me in the match. He goes, fucking what? I, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> I actually thought they'll come to me to say, congratulations, you got me in the match. Wow. Yeah. And they, I think it was Bill Woods. Billy yep. Woods, who was on sideline duty for Channel 10. Yep. Then he said, Mark, how do you feel to be cited? What's your feelings of being cited on six different occasions? Graham Lowe, the coach next door, wants you in jail. Yeah. Queenslander want you, want you arrested for what you did on the footy field. I went, fucking what? I've got, I've got me in the match. Yeah. So I went to, went to uh, the judiciary. Um, on, the only thing I got found guilty on was the – the attempted shoulder charge on Paul Hoff. Paul Hoff, yeah. Which I'm so glad I missed him. I am yes. so glad I missed yeah. because uh, the elbow would hit him in the jaw and it could have been a, a Broman and Boyd moment. Yeah. And that would, that, no one wants that. So he felt like he's six foot seven. He, he dropped. And by the time I've gone through with the shoulder, attempted shoulder charge, it's missed his chin by two inches and it's just, I've gone through. Mm. Well, then they've come. Every, mem- yeah. every member of the team, there's a picture when, um, Somewhere around in you know memorabilia, when it when it rains cane toads, it, it pours cane toads, and it's, there's me on my own shaping up, and they're all just coming towards me, and I'm shitting myself. Now, what? So, yeah, that was that was a, a tumultuous time. Um, that time was because then I come back, I got four or five weeks suspension for that incident. Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. 
If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. The irony is you got suspended for, for, a, for doing what I told, was told to do. But for a shot that missed, not the shots that yeah. actually collected. Yes, I got... But for doing what you were told to do, and I firmly believe you. I went to the, uh, the, uh, the judiciary. I told them the exact same story I'm telling you, mm. that I was told to do it. They asked, who told you? I said, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, as if. Man, it happens. It, it happens. You know, footy teams get their main man fired up in different ways, and I might have taken it too literally, you know? Um, no, you were dudded. Oh, I think I was, yeah. yeah. I think I was dudded. But I, I've got no regrets. I, I, and my first game back from suspension was against the Gold Coast, which Wally Lewis was captain coach of. I went, ah, finally. I get, yep. I get retribution on him. Yep. Found out 10 minutes before the game, he's pulled out injured. I went, you fucker. Nah. You fucker. The crazy so, thing so, is you and Wally have got an amazing bond to this Well, I'll tell you day. how it happened. Uh, that night it happened. That was the night he he had such a he's such a good man. I I, I love the bloke to be honest. Um, I'm standing there at the bar at, at Seagulls, just waiting for him to walk in. I said I'm going to fight him right here now. I'm going to do what I should have done five weeks ago. I'm yep. going to put one on his chin and, and ah, I'll feel better for it. So as I'm standing there getting angry. Oh, that's someone else walked in from their team. That's no, not him. That's not him. I'm standing there with like Johnny Carwright and Cole Vandervoort and Brandy at the bar, just but they're they're talking to each other. I'm 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 watching whoever walks through the double doors to you know run straight over and say what the fuck yeah. And all of a sudden this I, I, I get a tap on the shoulder and I turn around all angry and, and it's Wally Lewis standing there with a, a jug of beer and two glasses. He said, "Come on, big fella, let's go and have a sit down and chat." Went over, had a, had that jug turned into three jugs. Sat with him all night, spoke about. It. He goes, "Mate, you're dudded." You were dudded. I went up. My first speaking gig after it was at Queensland camp for the third game, which I wasn't a part of. Yeah. And um, the Broncos were doing something. It wasn't the origin side, but Wayne Bennett was um, like an MC back then. He was kind of conducting. Jeez. I know. Yeah. yeah. And he got up. No, sorry. I spoke and told him that story about me. And he got up and said, well, if you're a Queenslander, it would never have happened. Yes, you would know that's right. And at the stage it was, and how, how things have changed in recent years. But um, Origin's a, a really confronting beast. You know, and I, I'm, I, you know what, AJ? I'm just happy that I'm mentioned in the same breath as one of the top three players that ever played the game. That's all I'm happy with. So when people look at Origin yeah. and the – the exploits of Origin, they'll always go, well, Lewis, the best player, I think, to play Origin. They'll go, well, what happened in his second last game? Well, they'll, they'll, my name will be brought up. Yeah. Who was the target that night? Was it Wally or did you have someone else in mind or whoever was wearing Maroon? Um, Andrew G was my target. Yep. Yeah, he was, he was my target. He was the black wearing the same number as me. So the, I, I took it personally to whoever wore my number in the opposing team, that was the black I was after. I loved it, the greatest theatre we've ever seen in footy. I miss the old days where that could take place on the field. But how were you in explaining and showing that to your kids as they grew up? Because <laughs> you're a very proud yet disciplined parent. Yep. Was that awkward having them see Dad go crazy? Yeah, it was. Especially when they worked out what his YouTube thing was. Um, mm. 
So I, I, they just say, you're crazy as a player. And like my young bloke who is now forging his own, you know, ho- hopefully career in, in footy. Um, and again, different, different times, you know. Um, I just say just do what I didn't do. Don't do what I did because you'll get in a lot of trouble. I, I was allowed to get in trouble because you're, you're patting the back to – you were patted on the back for doing what I did on the footy field. Yeah. By especially the public. Correct. Yeah, you go you go over to Panthers Loose Club after a game and it was kind of a badge of honor to to know that you shoulder charged the bloke. Yeah. You know, and that was my that was my mantra. Yep. You know, the left the left shoulder charge like being you know, that was um so yeah, I, it was it's always difficult in, 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 in things being brought up from your past that your kids find out for the first time. Um, but you just got to be delicate with it and just explain that that was a different time of your life and that was far removed from the person I am today. Life was good. Life was great, actually. Then June 21st, 1992, your world, your entire family, the rugby league community was rocked, shattered. Does the death of Benny Alexander still haunt you? Uh, yeah, because he would have been 50 recently. Yep. Um, you know, he was 20 when he passed away and at no, at no stage ever does it get Easier at all. It doesn't? No. Nah, no. Nah, in fact, it, it probably gets harder because he, my biggest regret is what he's missing out on as far as his, his nephews and nieces and he's yeah. – um, but he's he, – he, look, he'll always have a, a special place in our heart. Mm. Um, such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful boy. Mm. Uh, loved by many, missed by lo- lots more. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I educate – I was just – you were talking about education, about what, what you know – um, how do you explain to your kids about what you used to do on the footy field? Well, I always make sure the kids know how beautiful their uncle was. That's lovely. Not here to point fingers, not going to ask you to either. Can we say the joint as in the Penrith Panthers just imploded at this time yeah. and the months following? Everyone, everything went bang. Well, we'd had the two biggest contrasting emotions that a rugby league team could oh, have. Yeah. We went from winning the comp in 91 to losing a, a, a pearl. Yep. You know, in the space of eight, ten months. Mm. How, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that as, as young blokes who are nah, – Yeah. As a, as, a, as a town, you know, as a, as a community. Um, Penrith mourned for a long, long time. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was tragic. It was, you know, it's – it's, there's no, as we spoke about earlier about having a manual to be a dad or a manual to be a, a, a firebrand in rugby league. There is no manual to deal with grief. There's not, is there? No. You, you can take other people's experiences, but each has their own. Is different, yeah. Yeah, no, I, and, you know, I, I, the last thing I'm on was footy. Um, Penrith wanted me to come back and play footy. We agreed to part ways. Yep. Um, I had the rest of that year off, and then 93 come around and. Uh, the only club really that had any interest whatsoever was Balmain. Mm. Um, Alan Jones was great to me. He, he became my mentor for for a period of time. And but what did happen in '93 that was probably a highlight um, was that Western Reds come knocking. Yeah, Pete Mulholland, the late great Pete Mulholland, and another one who's uh, you know not with us anymore. What a man he was. And Gordon Allen, um, they they came to me after about four games of Balmain and said. We're in the competition in 95 as an expansion team in Perth. What do you reckon? I said, oh, at the time, I went, nah, not really. Mm. Then I gave it some thought. I went, you know what? After what's happened in the last couple of years, probably the best thing that could happen to me is go getting away. Yeah. Um, 
So I had a, another tumultuous year up at Yamina in 94, Wait, just just kind of waiting, biding my time to get over to Perth. You were 93, 94, you were, you were waiting to, to start again, but yeah. you didn't want to start right now. Was rugby league important no, to you? didn't even watch it. No. Didn't, I, I look at some old games that come off on Fox now at 93, 94, and I'll go, wow. Wow. I've never seen that before. I've never seen them Jeez. games before. I just didn't give a shit about rugby league. Yep. I, I, 93, I, I don't really remember much of the 93 season, to be honest, with Balmain. I, I played you know, a handful of games, broke my thumb. Um, I scored a few tries for them, which was good, but I, I met some good mates who mm. I toured with in, you know, Blocker and, and Benny and Ciro. And, um, but, yeah, um, the, the end of that season came and, and Wayne Pierce was the new coach of 94 and we instantly had a dislike of each other's methods. Yep. Um, different guys. Different guys. Yeah. You know, he, he, I didn't for one second expect him to know what I was going through and I for one second didn't expect him to tolerate the way that I was training and, and yep. treating my body. So we had, we had a great chat. We went up for Port Stevens, had a, had a pre-season training camp. We got back. It was actually on the way bus, on the way back on the bus. He came up and sat next to me. I was on my own. He said, you're not, you're not loving this, are you? I said, no, I'm not. He said, don't play, mate. Like, he actually gave me some sage advice. Wow. He said, it's, it's, you know, it's not the game you play when you don't love the game. It's, mm. too, it's too hard. So I, 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 I left the Tigers and I had a few offers from, I think Ellery Hanley wanted me to go over to Leeds. Yeah. And I had a, a couple of other offers to go here and there, but I, I ended up going up to play with your minor for the year. Um, you know, through that year with um, my wife Megan became pregnant yep. with Logues. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. So once October came around, um, the Western Reds were, they were here. A bit like the Dolphins now, you know, all of a sudden they're upon you. Yeah. And the other three clubs that joined us, the Warriors and the, um, the Cowboys and I think the, the Crusher or the Crushers at the same year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were there. We, we went over. Meg's heavily pregnant, about 10 months – sorry, eight months pregnant, seven months pregnant. Went straight there, had two weeks in a hotel. Like I went, I went over to Perth at about 90, 94 kilo. Like I just wasted – I just wasn't eating right. I was yep. drinking a lot of piss. Yep. Um, and – Within two weeks of having club sandwiches every night for, <laughs> <laughs> and just being with me, just me and her alone. Yep. Just me and her alone for two weeks. We, we got a nice little house. Uh, Matt Fuller, who was still over there, he was our neighbour. Yeah. And life was just really good. Life was great. Two games into the West, we won our first game against the St. George Dragons yep. at the Wacker in about 41 degree heat. Um, 25,000 people on, on, on board the watch. And then 
the week later we played the Sharks. And back in the day, Western Reds had to f- fly everyone else's team in. So the, the, the costs were exorbitant. Huge. Yeah. So this, we heard about this thing called Super League that might be coming in in 96, 97, whatever. Yeah. We got word from our bosses that we are joining Super League. Yep. Um, so be with your managers at the Sheraton at midnight tonight. So Dave Gallup come over as one of the head honchos of News Limited. Yep. Um, Ken Cowley. Yep. You'd walk, so you'd line up and we sat, sat in the foyer or in the mezzanine floor um, and players walked in individually mm. and done their own deals. And I went from $180,000 a year I'd agreed to for two years with the Western Reds um, to four fifty five five fifty. Wow. In the year, and so I got all that missed footy in 93, 94 that I had. Yep. I just recouped all my, my losses thanks to Super League. Like everyone's bags, I, know, I would never bag it. It got me out of such a funk that I would <laughs> never bag it yeah. because, it, it, you know, it wasn't good for the game. But for me personally, phew, yeah. man, bought a house on the beach. Absolutely. In, in Perth and, and life was good. To be able to come home to Penrith and finish your career and do so – with your brother-in-law, how special was that? Because that's that's full circle stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was AJ, and I had to I had to mend a lot of bridges coming back. Yep. I had to I had to first make a call to Royce because um, he was coach at the time. Yeah, I had to make a call, a call to hierarchy directors um, and come back. Had an immediate medical and drug test from um, Norm Southern, our, the club doctor. Yep. And passed it all with flying colours. He said, you, you need to bulk up. You need to get stronger. Um, and then Royce kind of put me in a role that I wasn't familiar with. I was 30 years of age. Mm. And he said, I want to play front row. I've never played front row in my life. I was always a second row. All, all through yeah. my grade. So 98, 99, 2000 was the only time I ever played for, uh, front row. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because we had some pretty handy ones coming through in the Jody Gauls and the, and the Tony Puller tours of the yep. world. Ned Kadich. Um, so not just on the field, but off the field, I became a mentor to them three, them blokes, the Pull Tour brothers. And, yep. you know, as I said, I was 30 years of age and there were only kids coming through. So I'd do all my weights with them. Yep. And they were kind of giving me a new lease of life. I, I really, really enjoyed my rugby league when I came back to Penrith. Nothing like I'd, I, I loved Perth for three years. Yep. In the end, I got, I fell out of love with that because of the Super League debacle. Yeah. But I did get a, a chance to make uh, play with Maddie and his debut, my brother. That was a that was a highlight. Um, he, he put a bomb up for me to score a try against Castleford in the cross challenge. Whatever we played, yeah, some the club challenge, club yeah. challenge. Um, but yeah, coming back to Penrith, it was cathartic. You know, um, being back in the hometown, having a bit of success with Royce in two thousand. We made finals footy in that, and 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 then I thought I'd have another year. I I, I had no really plan B of of you know. And that's what I, I, I tell rugby league players now. If, you, if you're going to – when you're near your end, the end of your career or even the start of it, have something that you're going to fall back on. Yep. Because it comes like that. This, this kid, this, this bloke at 32 now, thinking about that guy back when I was 18, making yeah. my first grade debut, was a world away. So here I am at 32. I've got three kids under, under seven. Um, and I was told that I, I should retire um, from a guy who I considered a – you know, a, a mentor and a, a close friend. Mm. I took it personally. But then I realised that he was doing the best thing for me, Royce. He wasn't doing it out of spite. He wasn't trying to hurt no, you. 
No, he did it because he knew how slow I'd become. Yeah. And he made me watch a video one day. He called me into his office before uh, I, I went from, you know, cleaned out my locker. He said, just let me show you something before you go. He had TV there on the left, a TV on the right, and he pressed play on both videos. On, my, on the left was me in my prime, just running through tackles, offloading. On the right was me standing in a tackle, running at about half the pace of the one on the left. That was me in my last, second last game in 2000. I went, fuck, is that me? Wow. Wow. He said, so I don't want you to have another year. I said, you know what? I can't have another year. Yeah. Look at me. I can't. I can't. So, and I um, lose the venom. come to the rescue early on, gave me a job with him um, selling sports um, apparel, out, you know, shirts and that out the back of a car. Yep. And as far as the media came along, I, I, my attitude was just don't say no to anything. Yep. Just say every, like, say yes. So the first, my first one was, I think, with local one, 96.1. Um, then C91.3 in Campbelltown. But wanted me to do a Friday and Monday roundup and, and preview. ABC Radio, 2GB, 2UE. Um, then... 2SM for three years. I loved, I loved that work with, you know, Graeme Hughes and yeah. Gav Robinson and, and, pa- and Pappy and, and, yeah, Talking Sport was great. And then while, it was, while I was there, I, I got the offer to go to Death Set Legends on a Saturday. With, yep. um, so I'd done that with um, Russ Barwick and Dan Ganane for a while and um, Billy Birmingham, Rabs. Yeah. I learned a lot off Rabs in them three years. Breakfast Radio come knocking in 2009. I did that for eight and a half years and then done – my own show on Triple M for the last four, which was the rush hour. So now I find myself back on Brecky, Brecky Radio, but the conditions have changed a bit from 2009. Yeah. An amazing success story post-career in the media. And you have achieved so many things, but an OAM, an oh, order yeah, an Australia was, medal. Uh, as, as, soon as, you, as soon as you were going down that path, I, I realised, yeah, what you are going to say, and I got goose, goosebumps straight away. Because it's fantastic to be recognised, but it's also fantastic not to be recognised when you do stuff. Because yep. I, I, my wife told me a long time ago, a year or two after I retired, she goes, you've been given a lot. And to, you know, to those that are given a lot, much is expected. Mm. Um, to who much is given, much is expected. Yep. I think it's an old quote that someone said, but, and it's the only quote that I've ever been s- spoken to about it that's, Resonated. I've been given a great life. I've yep. been given a fantastic life. It's um, um, you know, a lot of people look from the outside looking in and go, "Wow, he's it was it was very you know volatile and he's how could he be?" I was I was always happy. Yeah, I was always a happy. Yeah. I always had happy people around me. Yep. You know, yes, I was volatile for reasons. I had mm. reasons for being. I wasn't just me being volatile for for nothing. Mm. Um, I had a good family. I've got a great extended family. I've got a great wife. I've got great kids. Um, and the OAM was just kind of a come from nowhere because I, I, I really one thing that made me happy when I retired was helping helping charities. Mm. I never done it while I played. I, I just think, oh, what, what's it mean? What do you what's that mean? Helping a charity out? I didn't really know what a, a charity meant. Then when you retire, you got more time to explore these. And I started working with disabled sportsmen um, at Homebush, mm. um, and then just yeah, the, I, on 2010 the the floods in, in, in Brisbane kind of hit home. Yep. I heard a story about a young kid called Jordan Rice who was uh, makes you cry thinking about it. 
um, how he lost grip of his his mum in, in the floods and, mm. and 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 passed away. Well, I was at Triple M, and straight away I said, "What can we do? What can we do to help Queensland at the moment?" Like yep. they said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I want to put on a game." Oh, oh, this is we had a that that day I heard about Jordan. We had a um, a meeting at Triple M. All the everyone was around, and they could tell I was passionate because I was I was anxious. I wanted to get it done. I wanted to get it done yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what do you want to do? Footy game between ex Origin players from Queensland and New South Wales. I had a list. I went down the list. I started ringing them one one by one, and not one person, not one, said no. That's brilliant. Not isn't one it? said no. Parramatta Stadium, give us a stadium for free. Actually, we'll, and we'll put tickets on for twenty bucks a family. Sold out in eight minutes. It was just amazing. It was a fabulous. It was night. amazing. I, know, I, I think it's been one of my off the field my my my, my greatest accomplishments because I look back and so many things had to. But the the one thing that had to work was me being passionate about it. Mm. And I I saw this young kid. And I didn't want his I didn't want his name to be in vain because mm. for me he, he summed up what the tragic scene was in, in Queensland at the time. So I. I I thank those regularly that helped me out with it. The station helped me out with it. But um, the, the players in particular who, you know, played in that game was fantastic. It was the ratings, you would know. You were on Fox at the time. You yeah. uh, rated through the roof. Three test matches for your country, three state of origins for your state, a place in origin folklore, 181 club games interrupted by a suspension or two along <laughs> the way. And you've done it your way. Maybe not by the textbook, but those of us that have had the pleasure of calling you a mate, we wouldn't change a thing. Mark Guy, you, sir, are a legend. You are a great man, AJ. Thank you, brother. You gave me... Pass me the tissues. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.